0: I don't really have anything to open.
1: If you I do, also
2: don't have anything to open. I, it just feels like maybe we shouldn't even do the show. I mean, if we don't have something to open with, I mean,
0: I'm fine with that. Uh, I can just go home. We can go home. We can stop. You want to just hit stop? Yeah. We got Ron Funches today. Let's do that.
2: Like we just like. Just go to him? Like we just go. Okay. Okay. I got it. How about this? Okay. We open. We don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And we just go to Ron Funches.
0: So, wait a minute. What's What do you mean by open? Like we we just let silence. It. So Matt would play the music like now. Yeah. And then we just have silence and then just start the Ron. Like start yeah, with Ron.
2: Yeah, because I feel like sometimes when you have like a guest like Ron Funches, right? Like if Ron Funches were our guest, people would mm-hmm. be hella excited to hear him. And yeah. sometimes you get to this intro and you're listening to this intro and you're going, wow, this is a really long intro before I get to Ron Funches. You know what I'm That's saying? True. So I'm That's just true. like, why would we even have them go through this long intro that, let's be honest, and Jaquise, this is no offense to you. I'm also calling up myself here. Mm-hmm. We're half-assing. We're half-assing. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like, let us get straight to Ron Funches. What do you think about that in detail, please?
0: Um, I think that is fair. You know, it's something that uh, we don't do often, which is take into consideration how our fans feel. Mm. Um, mm. And take into consideration how a lot of people feel. Uh, we, don't, yep. we don't take into consideration how Matt feels ever. Never. Not once. Um, we rarely take into consideration how Irwin feels. 100%. Um And our fans even less than that. So I think that if this, I think if, you know, to buck the expectation of when is Ron coming, we got to listen to these two dudes do this, go through the motions of this. Instead of that, we should just say, play the intro music, Matt. And then we don't say anything. We just, we, we let the intro music ride out. And then we just get right to round Funches.
2: Because I get and, and and I agree with you, Jaquez. And you know, I I, I want to do this exercise that my therapist showed me mm-hmm. of like pretend like you're the listener. And I'm and I want to do that right now, right? I'm the listener, and then you mm-hmm. know maybe I I just woke up, and I, the first thing I do is I reach for my phone, and I know this for a fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyone who likes podcasts, the first thing they do when they wake up is they reach for their phone and they go, "Ooh, new podcast today." And, you know, you see the alert. It says Culture Kings, Ron Funches. I'm probably excited. I'm probably happy. I'm probably Mm. like, holy shit. This is like such a good guest.
0: Yeah. And And, you want to get to that. Yeah. And we rarely give that to our... You know what? I'm liking this. I think for the first time ever, we should take into consideration everybody who has helped us get to where we are and just give them what they want right away.
2: Jaquise, that's such a good thing because I know that sometimes when you get a job, you know what I mean, and listen, you out here working, you immediately go, it doesn't matter who helped me get here. I don't mm-hmm. care. This is all mm-hmm. for me.
0: That's, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, I don't show my breast often on, tel- on you know, like, Camera, but I have that tattooed on my chest, on my left chest. Yeah, um, I, which no, is I, I don't care. I got here on my own, mm-hmm. and it's not true.
2: It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. You've been no. held up by the fans. The fans have helped yeah. you up. The fans have helped yeah. me up. You know it. You've
0: you've mm-hmm. seen me do it. Mm-hmm. And you working too. You working too. You got. You have a lot of people who are excited about things you do, who are in your corner, and. But when you get there, you say, fuck the corner. I'm the whole block. Yep. Uh, yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. let's say today,
2: starting today, we are going to pay homage, not mm-hmm. homage, homage to those people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say, instead of Jakes and I doing our whole bullshit, let's pretend we're doing an intro because an intro makes Matt Apodaca happy, but us not doing it makes him unhappy. Let's cut that shit today. And yeah. let's, Matt plays the music, okay. silence
0: Ron Funches. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. I, do we have to, do we formally agree to that right now? Is this the formal agreement? That's a good question,
2: <laughs> if we should formally agree to doing that. That's a really good question. How do you feel about
0: that? Um, you know, I'm not too formal. I, I I like to keep things informal, but I also, you know, appreciate a good business deal and True. You know, I appreciate a good business deal and this seems like good business and it also seems like business that's in the interest of people who want to consume our product.
2: That's a good point. Okay. That's a really good point. And so I also like business. Uh I but I am also an informal person. Mm-hmm. Like I've never used the word usted once. I always use two because mm-hmm. I'm incredibly informal. Yes. So, you know, I I agree with you that yeah, I think it's time for us to just, you know, really sit down, shake hands, mm-hmm. not in person. Not in person. Not in person. But and mm-hmm. say we're gonna do Matt plays the music. Right. Silence Ron Funches. Okay.
0: All right. Um should we should we bring Matt into the room and tell him all of this? Yeah. Okay. Matt, you can you can come in now.
3: Okay. Hey guys.
0: Uh we have something that we want to do. Uh-huh. We have formally agreed that today we are going to, uh, not have an intro. We are going to have you play the music. So do, I want you to have that queued up. Okay. Uh, well, we we want you to have that queued up, and then you know we we want. Oh, you know what? Can you leave the room again? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 Sorry. Yo, we didn't decide how long of silence. That's such a
2: good point, Jakes. That right. is such a good point. And again, that is us not paying attention to the details. That is That's us right. forgetting the little person because we have mm-hmm. to think, how much silence does our audience like?
0: Right. Because, you know, uh, some silence may make them think, wait a minute, did the podcast stop? Yep. Uh, yep. Do we want it to be a dramatic silence or do we want it to be dead air silence or do we just want it to be like music just, you know, like the silence in between two tracks of a song on a CD. That's such a
2: good point. And, you know, I was thinking about that when we met with our marketing team uh, who live in South Korea and Hawaii, respectively. Mm-hmm. And um, shout out I Trevor just... and Shannon. Shout out Trevor and Shannon. <laughs> Trevor lives in Hawaii. Shannon lives in South Korea. Mm-hmm. But
4: <laughs>
2: I just feel as if like they would say, hey. Any amount of silence is when episodes drop off, and okay. they lo- and they showed us our numbers. We've seen our numbers. <laughs> yeah, we did. We saw them. So how about no silence? Let's just go music. Ron and yeah, then Funches. Ron Funches. That makes the okay. most sense to me.
0: Okay, uh, I like that. Is this do? Is this another formal agreement? Yes. All right.
4: I Matt, agree with oh, Usted.
0: Leave, leave, Matt. Would you say? Oh, again, no, leave. Okay. I just heard my name, so. No, leave. Would no, leave, said? please. Yeah. Okay. I'm
2: saying this is a formal agreement. I agree with Usted.
0: Okay. All right. I, I agree, too. No. Right. It's I agree with Usted. I it's agree. formal. That's right. I agree with Usted. I agree with Usted. You're right. You're right. And I almost fucked this up for us. And I apologize. I'm You're not fine. used to this. I'm not used to this. You're fine. Uh, All right. Matt, I think you can come in now. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, um, as we were saying before, we have, right. form- we have formally agreed um, that, you know, we, we agreed with Usted mm. that we are going to have you play the music f- for Culture Kings, not for any of the other shows you do. So don't yeah, play the music. Yeah, please be clear through- on that. Yeah, don't do like Yo Is This Racist or How Did This Get Played or Improv for Humans. Please don't do Improv for Humans. Okay. Um... And uh, because we have black people on this show. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm getting too far out of I'm I'm getting out of pocket. Uh we are gonna play the music and then we're not gonna do an intro. We're just gonna get right to Ron Funches.
3: So when you say No silence. So no silence. okay, that was what I was gonna ask. Because Mm -hmm. from so let me just see if I got this right. Go for it. We're gonna Usually where we would have an intro, because usually it goes, music starts, that sort of goes into the intro, and Mm -hmm. then you guys sort of tee it up, like, uh, you know, our guest today uh, Mm -hmm. is a stand-up comedian, and has the host of a new Quibi show, Nice One, which is out today, by the way, uh, August 24th. We don't even what, normally do that to be honest. No. Yeah, I was going to say
0: I disagree with
2: you that that is yeah, how efficient do our intros are. Yeah. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
3: It's I guess in my heart of hearts that's what I would want you to do, but um <laughs> but I know that you guys already don't. So I guess mm. what I'm saying is you would do what you normally do, which I is is your intro and yeah. then you would say let's get to Ron Funches and yes. then it would be like a sting maybe no uh, sting. depending yeah. No, st- well, usually it's a, there's a sting there, uh, like Ooh, just sort of Matt, Can you leave them. the room?
2: Can you, can you leave, leave the room? room? Okay,
3: can you leave the room real quick.
0: Do we go
2: music sting then Ron Funches? It might be st-
0: weird, but but <laughs> people might have come to expect the sting before. <laughs> people might have come to expect the sting before the actual like you know part with our guest. So yeah. We don't want to, we don't, we're already taking away one thing. We don't want to take away more than that. So I think we should do music. And then when the music ends, Sting. Yeah. And then Ron Funches. And I also would like to petition that, because normally, you know, I'm an editor. I know how these things work. Yeah. And, you know, I know how engineers are on the dials. Sometimes they fade the music out as we come in with the intro. But since we're not doing that. I don't want the music to fail. I want the entire I, track to play.
2: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think the entire track should play, <laughs> then play the entire track of The Sting, Yes. then Ron Funches. And then Ron Funches. Okay. All right, cool. All cool. right,
0: Matt, come back in. Can you leave?
3: Wait, okay. <laughs> you can't keep doing this to me.
0: I, we didn't, I, okay. We could do this in front of you. Do we formally agree to what we discussed? I agree with Usted. I agree with you, Stan. All right, great. So, Matt, as we, as we discussed, uh, we formally have agreed to forego the intro um, and, you know, play the music. But we also want it to play in its entirety. So no fade outs, you know, just because we come in because we're not coming in. And then once the music is over, as soon as it's over, we want to sting and then write to Ron Fungus.
3: Okay, I and I I'm not trying to push back here. I do. Want, I just, don't. I, I'm I just saying that song is two minutes long.
2: <laughs> okay, Matt. Oh, oh, so what? Are you saying that the audience is against long intros? Because I have a feeling that if they were, they might have a problem with this episode. You know, without because we're the, doing the song and the stink.
3: You're yes. right. Without the, you know, I was thinking incorrectly. And to be completely honest. Just the two-minute
0: song plus The Sting is technically shorter than any intro we've ever <laughs> I done.
3: was literally just about to say, without the intro to the show, uh, uh, we are shaving off a considerable amount of time. So I think we have afforded ourselves the opportunity to let the entire song play. And yes. you said with The Sting at the end, too, with right? With The Sting. With and the play sting the full the Sting. Okay. Um, Ryan, might. My- I might have to explain this to Ryan a couple of times, okay. but he's going to chop it up real nice for us, I think. Is there any way we can get him in the room? He n- No. Okay. He's in the valley. Oh, okay. That I'm, in a, I'm in a valley. But no, not like this, Jakees. <laughs> oh. Okay. I get it. I get it. I understand.
0: Okay. I think, uh, I think we have done it. I think, uh, I don't know. I think we should just do it
2: yeah yeah and this feels better this feels better than us doing something where you know we talk about like something that we're thinking about or something like Mm -hmm. that and then we like oh we have ron funches today he's on nice one uh uh, that comes out today august 24th on Mm -hmm. quibi uh available with a three month free uh subscription Mm. uh you know like this feels better than doing some bullshit like that in my yeah
3: i agree
0: i agree i agree um Oh, oh,
2: oh excuse me guys this is formal
3: Oh, I, agree you, Stan. I agree with
0: usted. I agree, I agree with, with usted. I agree with usted. I agree with usted. Yes, yes, yes. Oh man, how did you know that? Were you listening? Oh, we did. Uh
3: oh.
4: <laughs> Culture kings. Culture kings. Culture kings.
0: First, I got it. We got it. We got to talk about this because I'm very interested. I'm very interested to know what if you want to talk about it, what a pandemic wedding was like, because, you know, I saw you had the the, the pandemic wedding with the masks and everything. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. What was that? What was that like for you, man?
1: Uh, to be honest with you, I really, you know, it wasn't the best case scenario. Obviously, I want my mom there. I want all my friends there. I want to show off people. I want Conan O'Brien there. If he's not there, <laughs> to send a gift that is very high priced. Right, uh, right. I wanted, you know, to do Damn, all of that. Damn, he didn't stuff. do that. He
0: didn't do it. He, he can still do, do that.
1: that. <laughs> he could probably still do it. I, I should reach out. Uh, but what I really liked about it was then it made it all about us. You know, it made it all about yeah. my, my love for my wife and, and the fact that I want to be with her. Um you know and this is my second marriage I got married when I was tw- like like 21 22 and that was more of like this pressure thing of like oh I'm having a son and I i don't want to do like my dad did and not be around i want to try to create this family there's a lot more of like obligation and pressure and mm-hmm. this wedding and stuff was more like oh, i just love you and like i loved you when things was good now that things are bad you're still here and still making me happy yeah. so let's go and get married and then it was a ga- great excuse to not have any racist in-laws there so that's hell is, yeah. that was nice. <laughs> Bro, i mean yes. yeah it's, i date a white girl too things. and that's <laughs>
2: It's one of those things.
0: It's one of those things. For sure. <laughs> it's one of those things. I'm worried. I'm like, yo, we're gonna have to have three sections. We're gonna have to have my side of the family, your good side of the family, and mm-hmm. then your racist side of the family in the back. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, but don't
1: don't act like we don't got the one or two on our side of who oh, like. we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we do. but you know but you know we, we accept a white our... devil
0: <laughs> <laughs> right but we that's accept sad. our family's trash you know that's that's the that's the thing you yeah, know we, we say <laughs> straight
2: up we just say yo that's uncle rod he's gonna say some wild stuff like you know what I mean? <laughs> but they'll just be like oh you know uh uncle james is opinionated and it's
0: like no say what he is <laughs> yeah the nigga's racist <laughs> the nigga's racist and he's from a different time. Uh, yeah. He will call you. He will, in the middle, of, he will give a speech and say, so Jackie's married that cracker. That uh, <laughs> was bad to say. I'm sorry, everybody. But uh, uh,
2: <laughs> That's dope, man, because I, I think you always hear that people, you know, when they're planning weddings, they're like always saying like, oh, this feels like it's for everybody but me. Like, and mm-hmm. like you got to just, like you said, focus on just y'all. You don't have to worry about who's sitting where, catering, all of that shit. Like, exactly. it's just what y'all want.
1: Exactly. Who who could eat what, who who likes who and who doesn't like who. It was just me, my wife, my son and see him happy about it. Him mm. really be into his stepmom and stuff. You know, I was like, this is this is perfect and chill. We came home, took some pictures, watched several episodes of 90 Day Fiance and just fell asleep. <laughs> we, got, we didn't get to sex till the next day. Damn! <laughs> Damn.
0: Yeah, that's that real love. That's you like, baby. We'll fuck tomorrow. We'll 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 have sex tomorrow. You gonna we'll, be here? You I'm gonna be, be here. here? You ain't
1: got nowhere to go.
0: <laughs> Which <Nowhere to laughs> y'all go. eat? Which y'all? What was the what was the post wedding dinner? Since there was no reception
1: uh we, we we went pretty elegant for it um one one year for her birthday last year we went to uh, mastro's it's a nice place in, in la and they mm-hmm. um we we had a great dinner there we ran into run our test coming out of it holy and shit so, yeah so we were always like this is an amazing place <laughs> <And> they... <laughs> so Yo. we just ordered in from there
0: that's funny. Yo, That's anywhere beautiful. you can run into Ron Artest. I ran into Ron Artest at the Magic Castle once, and it just turned the whole evening around for me. Yeah. Truly, <laughs> yeah, was... you run into meta World Peace. You know it's a good day. <laughs> you know what's dope about Metta World Peace is now everybody has nicknames on the back of their jerseys. But when he did it, Obviously, it was weird because, you know, nobody has seen that shit. But
1: I bet. Yeah, I mean, you, it's weird when you got a nickname that's three names. That's know. true. <laughs> that's
2: but true. Jakees, Jakees, I want to clarify something. It wasn't his nickname. He, that's changed, true. he changed his, his name. name to that. He changed
0: his name to Metal World Peace. <laughs> Do y'all think he would? Do y'all think if he was in the NBA right now? And he was still Metal World Peace. Instead, he would just put Ron Artest on his fucking back. (laughs) (laughs) Can
3: that be one of the
2: allowed
0: statements, Adam
3: Silver? Yeah, I put Ron Artest. (laughs) (laughs) Like that shit would Crack me up
0: so much man It would crack I think me up so much
2: The weirdest thing About the names On the back of the jerseys Is it's easy to tell Who doesn't support Black Lives Matter Cause it's like yeah. They all have Group economics And it's like Oh that's the Those are the That's, that's the one For the white people It's like Oh yeah. group economics well, I, The
1: ones that say uh, Stand up On the back of their jerseys <laughs> We know what you're trying to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the ones that be like, don't you need some lotion for your knees? <laughs> you know, Wait a minute. Wait a now. minute. Don't, don't get your knees ashy.
4: Yeah. Uh, what are you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's wild, man. Well, congratulations to you, bro. Uh, that's Appreciate really special, that. man. That's really special. It is wild to be doing things uh, in quarantine because, like, life keeps trying to go on, which is, yeah. A good and a bad thing in some ways. Uh it's a good thing when it's happy and you're being safe. It's a bad thing when motherfuckers is like, let's have an a thousand person party. But but it is weird. I I've been contemplating because like, 'cause I'm engaged as well, mm-hmm. and I've been contemplating like, this is a great excuse to just send out like a Zoom invite to everybody and be like, Yo, we just getting married on Zoom.
1: No yeah, parties. I mean it, it- it depends on the financials right if, if the if the father of the bride if you got that type of life you know that's different but my, my wedding was going to be on us you know and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I never see the point of like starting you off on a on a negative with a big credit card bill and stuff like that you know the most expensive part of my wedding was my suit that I had already purchased for a show so I got to write a lot of that off so <laughs> <laughs> hell
0: yeah hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yo i mean speaking of show i just i want to i want to chat about this right now get it out talk about it because you got the uh the quibby show you wanted the one of the many who who got tapped by quibby uh <laughs> and that's not a negative thing to say Like right? Quibi, quibby got
1: they went heavy on the stars you yeah, know they, got they went a heavy a on the stars. big big lineup you know and and you know, things um you know i'm quite sure it's not going as they foretold and predicted, (laughs) but nobody's life is you know and i i I love just any place that's like no nobody was knocking down my door to give me a show you know i i I think i've been proving myself doing guest roles and this and that and my stand-up and all that but still nobody was like hey i want to give you a show it took uh uh, a company starting up to be like hey we believe in you we've seen your work and and go ahead and make this and make this game show how you want to make it make it fun and optimistic and it's real like silly and weird and different from a lot of things and so uh, I appreciate Quibi and I understand people talking trash I love talking trash myself but it's always funny to see a bunch of comedians talking trash about it and like well you know like I don't talk crap about anybody that's offering jobs you know <laughs> <laughs> right I'm trying right. to get that check. Well, I was going to say, Ron,
2: I think that's something that, like, you know, the first time I ever... And I didn't meet you, but, like, I wrote a bit that you were a part of in this Fred Savage show. Mm-hmm. And, like, you came in. It was a complete disaster. Everything we were doing kept messing up. And, like, I don't know if you remember. It was, like, you—you you, uh, Fred had to, like, undo your bra. Bra in the closet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, like we kept messing up stuff and stuff, but you were just so chill about it. You were just so kind. You were so nice. You never got upset. And I was like, wow, that is a very rare, unique person in Hollywood. So like, I think we were there for like an extra hour than you were supposed to be. You never ever got upset. You were all just like, hey, let's figure it out. Let, let's get oh, it. Bro, like, I mean, down. it's
1: all icing to me, you know, like well, I, I get some people get like that and, and truly you catch me on the wrong day and I'm around a bunch of people who aren't being professional and aren't being thing like I can be like that too because it's like, hey, don't waste my time. If you wanted me here, you know, treat, treat me nicely. However, that wasn't the case with that. You know, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be problems. That's part of creating anything and I'm just in around going oh cool like i'm hanging out with one of my friends in comedy taylor tomlinson and i'm getting to meet one of my heroes in all of television and fred savage like why would i freak out because the bit's taking a little extra long you know like i could be back being a cashier i could be back you know working at a bank hating my life you know hanging out with fred savage for an extra hour is is no reason for me to be like oh Oh, can we can we hurry it along? You know, you know how people be acting on set.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. That's such a good way to put it too, because it's just like, yo, I got to hang out with I got to hang out on set with free food and somebody who I used to watch growing up. Uh I didn't even used to watch One D Years and I remember One D Years. Like
1: so, <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, no. You know,
0: so Winnie
1: Cooper was big in my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yo, you know, I was I was a more of a, 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 a Alex Mack or you know Clarissa explains it all crush okay, kid. You just know, you're a little so.
1: younger than me. You just, a little
4: <laughs> <young>. <laughs> a little yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I was on that Winnie and that Topanga. Ooh, oh, oh, Panga. <laughs> Topanga, Topanga. Oh, Topanga. Yo,
0: I was telling this to somebody, boy, listen, Course. I was telling this to somebody like two weeks ago talking about, this is such a weird term, but it, it, it's about Topanga talking about sleep paralysis. In uh, <laughs> the first okay. time, yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever had sleep paralysis? The shit sucks. Uh, no, it is terrifying. The worst fucking thing is basically you are asleep, but your brain is awake, but your body is paralyzed. Can't and move. Yeah. So you're hallucinating. But, you know, you're fucking sleeping and shit. My first time that ever happened to me, I was sleeping on the couch and then I just had like a 15 minute conversation with Topanga. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, I know this shit ain't real and I can't move none of my body. But this is not a bad way to spend being paralyzed talking
1: to to fucking Topanga. And she was like face to face. Oh, yeah. I got crazier Topanga story. So I've had, you know, as all of us, as a lot of black men our age, we had a crush on Topanga when we were younger. And um i went on this show this this the short-lived mtv show called safe word where people would take your phone and then do weird stuff and tweet out at people and then they found out i like topanga and so they tweeted at topanga some crude shit about me wanting to smell her her bicycle seat or some shit like that (laughs) and so she blocked the shit out of me and i was distressed for weeks being like this fucking show ruined my life with topanga she thinks i'm a creepy ass comedian and um my assistant at the time had to be was shopping at some mall and she's like i see topanga at the mall <laughs> Like, i'm gonna go up and talk to her and tell her you're not a creep <laughs>
0: That uh, that probably made it worse. Did it happen? Did he go tell me? It him?
1: made it. She unblocked me. Oh, she okay. unblocked oh, me from hey. that conversation. Okay, yeah, so yeah. this leads
2: us to talking about something else, Ron. Your assistants be out here for you, man. Your assistants, they be
0: out here, bro. They be, they out, be here out here for you. <laughs> They do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tiny Randy was a great one. And then now uh, Eleanor, she, she, um you know, as we all know, police brutality it has been around for a long time. Systematic oppression has been around for a long time. And a lot of people act like it's new and hot, but it's not, you know. And my my mom was out there protesting. My grandparents were out there protesting. And they got sprayed with fire hoses, bit by dogs, stuff like that. And I was like, I think it is true progress in America that if mm-hmm. that this time, instead of me going out and protest, I'll send my white assistant, Eleanor, to do it for me while I stay home and play Call of Duty. I feel that's what Martin and Malcolm would want.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yes. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Yo, let me
0: tell you Put something. Put that
1: college-educated white girl on the front line. Let me stay
0: home. Your middle name, Ron, is Revolutionary? Is that right? Revolutionary? <laughs> is that what it is (laughs) that shit is I love that so much honestly bro you're one of my favorite Twitter followers just because you truly don't give I mean you probably do but you don't portray that you don't you don't give a fuck and I love it so much
1: <laughs> uh, yeah it's a balance you know I'm not out here abrasive I'm never gonna be right. a guy out here like ah oh, I don't like it I don't need you guys I don't need anything I, I mean this one thing this has taught me is that me without an audience is lost you know mm-hmm. like if, if the comedy without that audience is nothing it's just a bunch of crazy people saying a bunch of crazy shit in a, at a bus stop you know we need them <laughs> and, and, and anyone who gives me any money and any minute of their time for me to say my bullshit i truly appreciate you and more now than i did and i'm sorry i didn't appreciate you as much as much before but at the same time you know we live in this world especially on social media where people try to tell you how to live your life People try to tell you who you can talk to or what you're supposed to do and what you're supposed to like. And I think as a black man, that's something I've been fighting my whole life. You don't tell me what to like. You don't tell me what to do. You don't tell me who I am. You don't tell me I'm supposed to just play basketball or do this. Like I like whatever I want. I talk to whoever I want. And I, I try to portray that at all ways that I am a free ass man. And you don't you I, just because you buy a ticket or you pay for a purchase. That's the end of our transaction. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I don't owe you shit after that.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah! I love that, man. Uh, your you had a tweet this uh, like two days ago though, when you was like, uh, because people, you know, and me and Edgar have gotten this a lot. The oh, you a black dude dating a white woman, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get that, you know. Uh, and it's so weird how just people flip, and that's one thing I hate about social media. It's like, well, last week y'all niggas were saying this. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, 72 hours later, now it's the opposite. Like, come on now. Like, what is it? Every
1: time I had mentioned my girl, they're like, "Mm mm-hmm, sure. With that lisp that you got, (laughs) just come out the closet, Ron. Just come out the closet. And I was like, man, if I was gay, I'd be just out here sucking dicks on camera. Like, you ain't gonna... (laughs) You don't think I'd be just proud and loud and and probably my career would be a little bit better? Uh, (laughs) 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 If I was gay, I'd just be proud and happy about it. Don't tell you know, but but I' have to say I never want to be like, oh, I'm not gay. I'm not, you know because then you sound you come across homophobic and I'm you know, I love people of all backgrounds. What, who you love, what you do, what you do in your private doesn't nothing to do with me at all. But I always thought it funny you know, people who were like, oh, of course you will, white girl where the same people were being like, no, you're gay. I'm like, well, which one is it, bro? Which <laughs> one were you choosing? It seems like you're just trying to bring people down and to me at this time, the worst thing you can do if you happen to find love of any color when it's so hard out here these days you better hold on to it you better hold on to it and be grateful not being like oh well you a white girl or you a hispanic or you're asian so i can't fuck with you it's like you know come on you're a fucking idiot
2: <laughs> you seem to be like you know like i, I think people like because of your twitter presence I, I i've watched like you know you get into beefs with people who are trying to get a reaction out of you or anything like that like to try to make you come across as like this angry aggressive dude but like Mm -hmm. then you read some of your posts especially your post about your son and it seems like you like this experience with your son has just made you such an empathetic person and like you you seem to be a lot more open
1: yeah oh absolutely my uh, yeah no that's funny uh marcella arguello she, she said to me before at a barbecue she came over she's like She's like, you're lucky you had your son when you did, or you'd just be a complete asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have no reason to be nice. And yeah, I mean, just my son and, and going through the the struggles and the tr- trials that we have of, of dealing with his autism diagnosis and uh, how people treat him and, and how people have treated me and his mom from the parenting you know because from afar people don't know you know when you're in a wheelchair or you got crutches people can tell something's up but when you're just a little kid and you're just screaming your ass off people think you have bad parents people think oh. that especially you know as, as as i don't have to preface with you guys they see them with one black dad and a white mom and they're like oh okay no discipline in that household no this and that you know and i um my son has made me be so many things, more patient, more open, more willing to um, get rid of traditions that no longer serve me. Just just be open and be happy and stick up for myself, which is what you see a lot in those things, because I've had to stick up for my son since he was born. And I teach him that he is bright and kind and sweet and that he is amazing and that no one should ever be able to take that from him. And so if I, I've from a younger age when I was in my twenties, I was like, oh, if I do that, my son, I gotta do the same for me. I gotta stick mm. up for me, you know. So I, I, try to keep it about. I tell well, well, my wife, I know, like I don't want to ever because I go around, I play these parts like I'm a bunny in a Disney movie, I'm a giraffe and and trolls, you know and. Sometimes people start to reduce you to like, oh, you're just that silly guy with the silly voices, and I'm like, I'm a full functioning man. I've been raising my son as a single dad by myself for several years up until I got married. I took my career from nothing, from being absolutely nowhere to being my own owner of my own house, on my own business. Like you, you can't come around and. and just try to reduce me to one thing i won't let you do that i will tell you who i am and if you cross the line i will get in your ass it's just the most un un unadult man like thing to go around you yes truly cowardly for you to go around tell someone what to do and then if i tell you to fuck off then you oh you're aggressive it's like no you came over here bro I was just chilling living my life and trust me after I cursed you out I went back to just chilling and living my life (laughs) but I had to let you know you don't control anything over here but I still I gotta get better at it my wife always is like you you're a leading man you gotta show that you're a leading man you can't be cursing out these people all the time but then I show her I'm like hey Seth Rogen does it too so (laughs) (laughs) That grows be doing
0: that shit all. Boy, he be he be getting wild on Twitter. He and, uh, do, Instagram. yeah. You just gotta be yeah. careful.
1: You gotta be careful. She got mad because, like, one of the people that got mad about the marriage thing was like, you know, obviously a lot of black women, uh, not a lot, but some black women have a problem with it. And uh, one one of them came in and she's like, "Oh, the way that you commented back made it look like you know." She's like, a lot of people didn't read it. I knew what it was because she just wrote on the comment. She wrote, "Oh, expected." You know, and mm-hmm. and my wife, who's white, and she never had to deal with that. She didn't know what this lady was saying. So when she goes back and reads the comment, she's like, "Why'd you call this lady a hoe? Why'd you tell her to? <laughs> Why'd you tell her to just go live her life?" I'm like, "Oh, you don't get that from what she's." And I was like, "Oh, a lot of people aren't going to get
4: that." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. had to go
1: back and delete that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn,
0: why are I just calling this chick a hoe out of nowhere?
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta be careful, yeah. but that's you know, I got a good woman who's who's watching my back like that. So that's I appreciate dope.
0: It. That's dope. It's wild too, man. I wonder, you know, uh, the expectation of a black dad. Like, I'm not a dad. Uh Edgar may be a dad. He's just not telling us. Uh, I, I, you know. I, I'm
2: not ready to show my son to the world yet. Are you out there <laughs> he, drinking it. He's drinking <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Okay. He's drinking it. <laughs> I'm not protecting <laughs> What does he say? Yeah, I can't remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not hiding the world hiding <laughs> my I forget what it was. It yeah. was it was
2: one of those Either ones. way,
1: he was full of shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he was full of shit. He was full of shit. Yeah,
0: he was
1: full of shit.
2: I'm not hiding my son from the world. I'm hiding the world from my son. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It makes he no born, sense. He born, he in the world. So. He in the world, bro. <laughs> he ain't invisible.
0: You take his ass outside, he not hidden, bro. <laughs> but yeah, man, a lot of, you know, because it's so wild because, you know, like black dads in general have never been given the opportunity to be full Versions of fathers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like white ca- white counterparts, because the common thing in the black uh, stereotype is black dads leave, although white mm-hmm. dads leave too. White dads uh, raise you for the first two years and go get cigarettes and never come the fuck back, like <laughs> you know. So you know, like, uh, and so it's unfair that you know. Mm-hmm. We can't see somebody who has a persona on TV or may treat you a certain way because you treat them a certain way and act like, oh, man, but you're a sweet dad or you actually are out here caping for your son. You're like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm a father. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: All those things that I, I completely agree with you It's one of the things I, I, I work focus on. I'm writing a show about my son and I and, and we're working on that because I. That's dope. I agree. I mean, there's just not a lot of representation of uh kids with autism who aren't treated as, like, magical or a burden, you know? Like, I want to show that it's, like, just another option of life, and then also mm. I think, in, in general, we don't get that many... I mean, I think there's still we go back in, like, the last couple of strongest representations we got of Black Parenthood were the Cosby show and, like, the Bernie Mac show, like, you know? And it was him raising his niece and nephew, but you still, you don't see that often enough. And I want to show strong black dads, strong single black dads, strong single dads. Just all of that to me is like, we, we've gone so much down this road of the Homer Simpson dad or the absent dad or, or the dad who was gone for years and then tries to pull it together. Mm-hmm. I want to show a dad who fucking, was, who was lost until he had his kids. You know? Yeah.
2: No so. more Flex Washingtons. <laughs>
1: Wait a minute. That the is, that, his is,
0: that, is that Kyler Pratt's
2: show? Is that- <laughs> yeah, where he just like, oh, I, I have this daughter that I, oh, I never
0: Yeah, yeah
1: I had. I, for, I completely <laughs> forgot. too. you brought that up. Wait a minute. What was that show about? I used to watch that show, what but I forgot about it. It's too. Like I know, the I know. Pilot yeah, like, on, I think it's back on Netflix now. Yeah, it, yeah is it is back on
2: Netflix now. Yeah, I think the pilot is like Kyler Pratt literally shows up at his door. He's like a young bachelor. Like,
0: you know what I mean? He's like, he's Flex Washington. And then Kyler <laughs> Pratt's like at his door. <laughs> Flex Washington, yo, listen, nothing but respect for that man. But, like, obviously, 101 was the first instance I really had of him. And then somewhere along the line, he just played Michael Jackson. Right. <laughs> Y'all remember that shit? Right, yep. Y'all remember yep. that? And it, yeah. was, it was not good. I mean, no, get your check, bro. I love it. But it was just like, we, we don't need this movie. It was right around the trial time, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one of them trials, because he had a few. But, uh... <laughs> He had a couple. As, as every star on UP. As every star. Every star has a couple trials. Ron, we look forward to your trial and so point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we here with We support you, We just brother. hope we it's money.
2: So we just hope it's like money. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, taxes. Let yeah. it be taxes. Oh,
0: yeah, let pay. it be a Wesley Snipes. Let it be a Wesley <laughs> let Snipes.
4: Let it be a Wesley <laughs> Snipes. <laughs> yeah. Culture game.
0: Yo, so you got a nice one on Quibi, um, mm-hmm. which I watched. I watched a couple of the episodes, and it's so fun. It's wild too because you guys have segments in there where you have to try to say something nice about terrible people.
4: <laughs>
0: like, I think one of them was the picture of Harvey Weinstein <laughs> popped up, and then, like, <laughs> these people had to say something nice about <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. <laughs>
4: yeah. And it's
0: so funny, man. It's so fucking funny, and I love it so much, man. And I'm a, Edgar knows this, I'm a huge proponent of game shows. I love game shows.
2: Man is born to host a game show one day.
0: Uh, mm. It is. It is. It is so dope. So, man, it was really cool to see that, man. How was that process for you?
1: Oh, I loved it, man. Same, same background. I love, I love game shows. A big fan of like. I'm so happy to see Supermarket Sweep is coming back with Leslie yep. Jones. Yep. Hell um, yeah! I'm a big fan of Pressure Luck back in the Hell day. Hell yeah! I'm watching Just, that right now. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 mm-hmm. you know family feud all those things i've been a big fan of my whole whole life but um more recently you know i have made my bones and stuff off of shows like at midnight chelsea lately yep. and people getting to know me and i really like those things because you're able to showcase your personality showcase your sense of humor but not burn through all your material and if mm-hmm. since you know lights out with david spade went away on comedy central there's been this hole for that type of show where it introduces you to new comedians gets you to on board with new people and um i just know how much at midnight helped me and i wanted to return the favor and also i wanted to be in an the host and i didn't know how it was going you know i never hosted anything before besides like mics and shows uh doing stand-up but i fell in love with it like the first first day i just loved it i was like i get to wear a dope-ass suit got rich fresh making suits for me and then I it, i just got to like do one of my favorite things which is like put my friends over you know, I yeah. got to showcase them. And, and I think that's what a good host does is make mm-hmm. everybody else look better. You know, and and I found out I really like doing that.
2: Can I ask a question mm-hmm. that might be a little bit comedy nerd, so I apologize. But like, yeah. what do you think it is that like makes those shows like and, you know, I think like your show sounds amazing, but it's like it seems like there's like a hesitance for mm-hmm. production companies in America to make those shows, whereas mm-hmm. in Britain, like Panel shows like that are, like, the thing. Like, you know, like, yeah. that's where we got people like Matt Barry or Richard Ayode and all those. Like, every British comedian that we like started off, even John Oliver, like, you, you met them on panel shows. And, like, I remember when Bunk got purchased over here and then kurt brownler made it i was like i love this like this is mm-hmm. great because you have to see all these comedians and they're doing all these weird shit and like you said he wasn't wearing to... shoes oh uh, yeah he wasn't wearing shoes like yeah. <laughs> that show's so weird but like like you said you got to meet these comedians that like you know especially like if you're an alt comedian you would never like find them any other way else because it's not like their sets are going up on like premium blend or whatever it is like mm-hmm. so like why do you think like american production companies aren't like into panel shows like that
1: Oh, I mean, I have a lot of theories, but it's hard to say. I think it's um, it takes more care because it's about building around that host. And, and the, each host then is kind of like what the style and the voice of that show is going to be. So you, you can't kind of just plug and play, which is a lot of what development tries to do these days if you Mm -hmm. notice it's just like well let's get this star and we build around this and that and that but you see the you know and the plots are different but the shows are all kind of the same you know and I think that's where development kind of is here in America unfortunately and it kind of takes someone with a little bit more love of voice and development to kind of go oh well this would work for this and that's what I liked working with with Quibi and the Free 90 guys who developed the show because it wasn't my idea you know it was a show that they were doing live around LA and around um, the country both rattle with Kyle Ayers and stuff and but they were like oh man we know Ron's comedy we know who he is and his voice his optimism is the exact voice for this show and so it creates you know it, it just makes it special makes it unique and I I I don't know why. Truly, honestly, I don't know why because they're cheap. They're not hard to make. And people tend to like them. You know, Lights Out was one of my favorite experiences because I remember the first time they asked me to go do it. I was like, no, I've already done At Midnight a bunch. Why do I want to go do another panel show? And then they were like, well, it's David Spade. And I was like, okay, well, cool. I want to go hang out. And it was just like just hanging out with comedians and talking trash, and yeah. I was like, "What other show on Comedy Central has Jim Carrey popping by, Adam Sandler popping by, and then they're just gonna drop it?" Like, I, truly, like you know, if I understood development, I I would be doing better, but I don't. I don't. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder too. Is it because you know, like in fifties, sixties, and seventies. Um, a lot of the shows that had T V stars on them, I'm thinking shows like Match Game or Password or Pyramid to tell. Hollywood the truth, Squares. Yeah. Hollywood Squares. A lot of these shows that had like celebrities on them were still centered around a person from the studio audience or somebody like us uh mm-hmm. winning the show. Mm-hmm. And and and, and so it's not so much that, like, the panel show has not been a thing here. It kind of has they, been. Yeah, they, they have but panel it, shows. Yeah, but it but there's always the element of the audience member and still a game show element to it. And, and I wonder if that's just a hesitancy to, uh, for a mm. lot of people who watch game shows, which are, you know, even though, like, me and you, Ron, we watched a lot of game shows, we watch them because our grandparents watched them and our mm. parents watched them and shit. Like, a lot of those people are probably like, eh, like, what's who? Who gonna win the washer and dryer? Yeah, who wins? You know, I think. Yeah. yeah, who yeah. wins? That's right? That's, that's, yeah, that's man, a man, really man, good, man, good you, point. To you use.
1: actually, yeah, you sound like you work in development. That, really, <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because just culturally, d- the difference between you know um a lot of other places in America is that we're very much like, well. I should be the star no matter yes. what, you know who we are. So I think like when it's a game show and it's around a uh, regular person, we can put ourselves in that place. In that and person's shoes. Yeah. Just a panel show of people you don't know. And you're, you're kind of like, well, these guys are already successful. I don't care. If, you know, I don't care about these guys, you know, that's a good point. I, I can see that. That's a, that's actually, that's solid. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. saying
2: that. And then, and like shows like bunk, like especially bunk, they made it a point to be like, these points don't matter.
1: And yeah, I feel like that I think that, that could <laughs> yeah. be a detriment. I think that can be actually be a detriment. People like I think that's what actually made at midnight work is that um, as silly as it was. And sometimes as um, you know, you didn't know why you were getting points sometimes, but people became very competitive over those points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it became yeah. real. It was real to me. I know that. <laughs> I, I went in there going, "I'm not losing today. I'm not losing you know? this shit today."
3: Shit. yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah. Yo,
0: if you could, if you could host, uh, there is there are three shows that obviously a new show. Uh, but if I could host an existing show, there are three shows mm-hmm. that I would host: Family Feud, mm-hmm. Double Dare, mm-hmm. um, and. <laughs> and uh uh damn, I just fucking had it uh in my in my goddamn head. Uh uh You remember Guts? Yeah. I would host Absolutely. I would host like so two Nickelodeon shows in Family Feud. What would be a Uh-oh. show that if you could take over?
1: Oh well you pick- you picked two of mine already. Family Feud and Double Dare were Hell were the yeah. ones I uh, I'd been super interested in wanting to do. Supermarket Sweep had been another one, but now that's Leslie Jones. Um Legend of the Hidden Temple. Woo! Is, uh, Classic. One I would love to be a part of, and I know they brought it back a few times, and I think they even done a, a different version of it recently. But like I grew up off that American Gladiators, so oh, yes. I guess they brought a silly oh, version yes. of that back, and they need, yes. you know, I'm sure they would want an athletic host as well. But if they want <laughs> a funny one too right i will be all I don't about it
0: yo listen all them all them niggas on steroids they don't need a funny host they got <laughs> yeah, they don't. They, I mean, them motherfuckers they don't. was jacked on america yeah, they were so big <laughs> I, were think, I think i think it'd be
2: better to have a funny because i think when they brought it back was it uh no it wasn't the rock but it was like it was athletes right it was like athletes yeah when they brought it mm-hmm. back and it's like we don't need that like get a funny guy up there being like whoa i can't do that like that like that's yeah. like
1: great like yeah that's you like, want the balance of it yeah
0: Mm-hmm. I wanna do that shit. I wanna do an American cause they had regular people too, right? You were like fighting mm-hmm. the the gladiators. That's
1: how I, I mean oh my god. I mean, that was one of my you just took me back to the day. One of my beginning jokes. I would do this Black History Month joke about heroes that were overlooked, and one of them was the American Gladiators two time champion, Wesley Two Scoops Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley Two Scoops Barry yo
0: that's funny wasn't turbo somebody on that show too is that some? Mm-hmm. that sounds yeah like it he started off as a as a okay. competitor
1: and became a gladiator that's one dope, of them bro. did i don't know if it was turbo or Trigger, but i know what you're talking about yeah well that's I dope think man. for me
2: it would be uh 60 minutes
0: what's that <laughs> oh okay <laughs> i'm like wait a minute what show is that's that? that's
2: the show or are you the one minutes? 60
0: minutes or are you the one <laughs> you trying to be terrence J?
2: I, no, I don't he, like Terrence J. I like the dude before, Ryan or whatever his name was. Terrence J, for me, is like a little like, he thinks that he's cool with the people in the house. It's like, you're not cool with them. You're 50 years old. Like, they're not your <laughs> friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Terrence J is not 50
1: years he's old He's 100%
2: yeah. 50 years
0: old No, he's,
1: Is he for real? Well, he found that for real He found that for real gene man. He's uh,
0: young as hell. He probably like 30 something oh, Okay boy you about to have I was about to be He 38 I was about to be fucked up I was I like this nigga 50 yeah,
1: That's older yeah. than I thought he was <laughs> That's
0: true Yeah, I just
2: found out something. Michael K. Williams is 50 years old
1: Really? That blew Damn. my mind But it makes hey, sense
2: hey. But it still blew my mind Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, Anthony Anderson is like fifty-two.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was his birthday on Saturday. Crazy shit. All
1: right, man. Well, well, this
0: is this is dope that you have the nice one. What is the what's the what's the next? Is it? Tell us about the season. Is it many episodes? I only saw like three. Um, Yeah, I'm sure they have
1: six episodes max i think or eight i don't remember exactly uh but they you know they chop them up six to eight minutes they'll be airing uh, i think two episodes every day for that week and then it'll be you know all of them in a bulk and Hopefully people will check it out because I can, so we can do a season two of it. Because you know, I think the bar is 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 not that high. So (laughs) you know,
0: it's not a bad place to be, man. No, you can can jump over that bitch. Yeah, Uh,
1: exactly. If I could use my moderate, small to moderate fan base to make a push, then (laughs) where you know, where other people are just kind of leaving it alone, I think we could do something. Because I'm never, you know, I don't need to be on the like the most popular what everybody's talking about let me learn let me make shows and let me build relationships I I mean I learned so much from doing this game show and I I, truly is like I just started with stand-up and I thought all I wanted to do was stand-up and then I got off I asked to audition for some acting things and I bombed at it but bombing at it made me fall in love with it and then I got this chance to host and I it was like finding another child and I was like I truly love Hosting things and I, mm. and whether it's more nice one or if it's family feud in the future, whatever it is, I want to Harvey gotta go Steve got Harvey. to go at some point. He got to go.
3: He said,
0: This nigga, Wait. this nigga been hosting it longer than Richard Dawson almost. Like, it's, it's yeah. time, Steve.
2: It's been do you really thing. feel like you bombed at the acting thing? I mean, I feel like people really no, enjoyed no, your no, work no, on Undateable. No, 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 no. say. Not
1: in future. I mean, I'm talking about, like, my first year of, like, going. Yeah. I mean, I went to some auditions where at the end of it, I apologized to the casting director, <laughs> you know? I was like, look, I just don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
4: yeah
1: <laughs> but uh, you know that made me fall in love with it because that bombing the first time i bombed in stand up it was like oh ho- like oh i'm still here i'm still alive and now i'm more motivated and it was the same thing with acting but no now i mean before i would always tell people like i'm a great stand up and i'm a mediocre actor but now i will tell you with full honesty i'm a great stand up and i'm a good actor and i'm working it's on going getting up great. it's going up yeah. it's going up exactly. i love that
0: i love that's it. dope you know one thing that I, i'm really loving uh just kind of in Hollywood in general, like when we were growing up, the the overall thought was if you wanted to make it in Hollywood, you kind of had to be here by the time you were 18, 19, 20, get in mm-hmm. like at that age and be a A-lister by the time you're 25 already. And there were exceptions mm-hmm. to that rule, but that was a lot more of the thought process uh, for people trying to break into the business. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to see a lot more people who
1: are oh, he's holding that thought
2: you know what's crazy about him holding that thought is i was disagreeing with him in my head the entire time and then when <laughs> he paused i was just like maybe this is an opportunity for me to say Keith that isn't true but <laughs> i
1: know because i agree with you but i wanted to i wanted to see what his i wanted point to see where was. he's was gonna
2: go yeah i was gonna see where he went but he gone now
1: but let's well, talk about let's talk about how we disagree a little bit because <laughs> I think you know that that's been the case of like that's that same trap of everything right like if yeah. you, you if you a fan of anything like big rap fan I've always been I always notice like okay some people are on the come up I I hear about them a little bit yeah and then they they start to blow up but then we all see those people who just come out of nowhere and you know oh that's the industry. Cur- creation that's somebody that's just gonna be here and then they're gonna they're gonna disappear absolutely i think you know longevity in a career is more like i look at people like uh currency i look at people um who kind of just stay below their radar but just working on their thing working on their vibe people like erica badu you know i went to an erica badu concert and and it was it blew my mind and it was like this is exactly where I'm trying to head. I wanna I wanna go to one people to show up to my show and see fifty year old white people, twenty year old black people, yeah. you know, just all the whole gamut is what she picked up because she was real in herself and never is trying to pop pop, you know, like well
2: when I p- think what's so interesting about what you're saying is like I also had that realization at a concert and it was for this rapper Y, who is the most I think obscure rapper i've ever seen in concert really small venue like you know what i mean like i'd never heard of him until this recent album that he dropped last year and i went to go see him and it was a packed little venue and he was like yeah you know i got a cu- this is my last stop on the tour and i was like oh this nigga went on tour like and like i was like oh that's really all you need is this small dedicated fan base who you know fucks with you because with those industry plans like you were saying who they're all big it's all made up and people don't really fuck with them like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. people didn't really fuck with designer and I know that because n- people forgot that he had a whole album out like he had mm-hmm. a whole album out that nobody listened to and so we all just kept playing that panda song and it's like you know now we're four years away from that that nigga's nowhere he's yeah. not anywhere to be seen and in that time Y has dropped so many more albums and he's just like I'm doing it for my small bass and, uh, and another thing that you were saying is like When I would get really depressed when I first moved out here, like, you know, my first three years, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't the best. But, Mm -hmm. like, I would read this article about what all your favorite comedians were doing at the age of 25, and not a single one of them were doing anything related to the industry. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. every one of them was just like, they were working at a post office, or they were working at a bar, they were doing this. And it's like, oh, yeah, this pressure that I'm putting on myself is Mm -hmm. completely my own, and it's not actually... A standard that anyone is expecting of me
1: no you see it sometimes so it feels like you it should be that way and you should have your life put together as quick as some of these people i look at someone like a taylor tomlinson again mm-hmm. it's like you know 26 year old woman who who's pulling out these fully formed jokes but it's also like we don't know her past you know I mean, yeah i do a, i do a little bit so yeah I, but yeah. you know she's been through a lot of things that got her ready early Yeah. You know? And for some people, you just follow your path. That's like, I I had people tell me before, like, oh, do you wish you started comedy when you were 18, 17? Um, So you could, you know, like Dave Chappelle doing it when he was 15. And I was like, i wouldn't have known what the fuck to talk about what am i gonna talk about my trapper keeper i'm gonna talk about like Mm. you know i got i had no life Mm -hmm. experience it took me having my son going through stuff to be like oh i got things to talk about now i have something i want to say um so i think that that that's a difference in that i mean i i think some people are prodigies and i just try to respect that and go like you know but whenever you get it is is your time to get it i see most comedians i remember reading a lot of Pat, Patton oswald's um blog when i was a young comic and he was just like his whole thing was like just survive your 20s yeah just survive and your 30s are where you start you know making your bones and making your money and, and for me that was the absolute truth yeah I,
2: I i couldn't agree more i mean i think you're on like so spot on especially with the taylor thompson c- comparison because it's like do you want to start the way that she started? Because, like, she got put on a spot as, like, a 13-year-old, 14-year-old girl to be, like, go tour these churches and be funny. I don't know if I could do that. Like, I'm not trying to go and do church tours and try to do stand-up. Like, like you're saying that was the path for her and it gave her, and now that's why she has this, like, incredible you know, sense of humor now that is based off of its awkwardness of being raised incredibly religious and performing in that space. And like, that's where her voice comes from. And like, you know, to your point it's it's like, no, nah, Ron Funch's voice comes from this optimism from having this really hard 20s. That's going to be completely different than what Taylor Thompson went through and all of this stuff. And like, yeah, I think you're 100% right. And it's like, yeah, I think we got to accept what's ours and accept our path because nobody else is going to have it. And yeah, I think Every comedian that I know that I really enjoyed, most of them, I think, were like, like Pat and what said, it, they were hitting their most in their 30s. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just in life In life. Well, outside of comedy, outside of anything, we get so caught up. I mean, that's what social media has really put out is like, we get oh, well, look what they got. Look at what they're doing. Look what's going on. And I often tell myself, I tell my wife, I tell my son, I tell my friends, like we just Look at our own paper. We study on our paper. We're looking working on our tests. We're not trying mm-hmm. to cheat off somebody else's test and, mm-hmm. and put their answers down. Like, you know, what works for them works for them. We're going to figure out our path on, on our way. I will say
0: though, when I didn't study, I did try to cheat a couple times. Yeah, of course, Uh, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And you know, it didn't work because they was dumb too. So (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: the point. That's That's the the point.
0: point. That's the point. I had to study on my own and get my own grades. (laughs) um (laughs) yo so what's what's next for ron Funches, man what is what is some of the shit that you want to do as you are starting to hit that star and and Mm -hmm. and ascend for yourself and and get to new places like you said um you felt like you went from being like in your words mediocre actor to now i'm a pretty good actor now and i'm only going up right so, you know, we gonna see like a Truman show turn for you or, you know, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like, is that some shit that you're interested in or? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Just growth, 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 growth is what I'm interested in. Like I said, I've been one of my biggest priorities this whole time outside of comedy. Just what I feel is my calling is to, is to make this show about my son and I. And what you, I think what you would see in that is like, mm, it would be different, you know, because it would be dramatic. It would be comedic. It would be dealing with a subject that not a lot of people deal with. And I think, um, I've been preparing myself in acting class. I've been preparing myself, writing more to, to, to do. And I've been preparing myself health wise, working out more, eating Mm. better because I'm like, when I, if I get the opportunity to create this show, I want to knock it out the park and I want to show people that I can be a leading man. And I think that just is going to continue that. I want to just, do more comedy, continue to grow. I would love to, um, transition into like, I've been just a huge fan of like Rick Moranis and, and Billy Crystal and like, that's the type of leader man I see myself as is non-traditional handsome but in a different way type of guy (laughs) you Uh, know I want to shrink some kids
0: you trying to you trying to to have an Audrey too you trying to get a little little shop of horrors on (laughs) Yes.
4: yeah
1: I'm just trying to show you know same thing with this I feel like this game show is kind of a test run of like the first time I've been able to showcase my brand of humor like like you know what i do is a little different and i'm kind of forcing all the other comedians to kind of get on my style yeah you know like that's been my style my if you ask me like oh how do you write i go oh i just i try to find the positive in the negative situation that's how i write yeah and so um and i want to do that in the show i want to do that in movies i think showing that optimism showing a different view especially as a young black man i mean i got a lot of um I do my podcast, and I get a lot of fun guests. Uh, it's called Getting Better for people who, who don't know. Um, and I had Bun B come on, and someone who, who, you know, legend. We all know. I don't have to say Absolutely. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I talked to him. And I just try and pick, soak up game, you know. And, and he told me, he's like, he's like the reason I like you and the reason that I fuck with you is that you are just completely yourself. You're unique. You are smiley, optimistic. You like, he's a look at the look at the cover of your podcast. It's you smiling with a cartoon bird and a cartoon bunny. And there's a lot of people who would tell a black man not to do that, you know? And yeah. so he's like, you just do you and be you. And there's a power in that. And I try to show that to everybody. You don't got to be me. You ain't got to be me, but mm. be you.
0: Yeah. Yo, I got, I feel like I've been, I've been wanting to mention this the whole time because I'm looking behind you. <laughs> at the collection on your wall, bro. There we go. Uh, there we go. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But I can't I can't quite see exactly what we got here. So what we got is that some like I see some figurines, I see what mm-hmm. it looks like, some bobbleheads. I can't really tell
1: what we got there. Uh we got we got a lot of unopened figurines that are of not of any value. Uh, <laughs> 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 we do got some of the nineteen eighties Hasbro uh you know, nice. bopping little WWF guys. We got some sign some signed action figures back there. That yeah. orange thing right above my head, that's my placard from my first Conan appearance. Oh, oh shit. That's a so fire. I so that. Yeah. Well, oh, shit. you know what?
0: You're a wrestling fan and I completely I, you know, I we was going to have... say
2: that Jakeys just made an incredibly stressed face. I don't know that people who are cause listening so cuz he just remembered that Ron Funches is as big of a wrestling fan as he is and he he oh, just let a black my
1: fucking Bret Hart under boom. You it. just
2: let a black wrestling fan go through this podcast without you asking him a damn thing, Jakeys damn
1: damn <laughs> well anyway I gotta go <laughs> <laughs> no, wait man come on man wait come on man favorite match ever favorite match ever <laughs>
2: uh-huh. next time don't freeze Jaquisa so this shit won't happen I yet. know
0: damn man that's what I was getting to I was like so you know people in their 30s are hidden but what you think about the WWE right
1: now Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean I'll answer if you want is that your real question <laughs> sure
0: yeah what you would I mean like, I listen I'm a fan WWE is almost unwatchable for me right now (laughs) but but I'm still watching it you know what I'm saying because it's TV Yeah. uh,
1: I gotta preface my answer by saying that I often get calls from WWE films about doing projects (laughs) with I will say that in the beginning, and then let you know from there that it, it has not been my favorite time to watch <laughs> WWE right now. Uh, I don't enjoy these ninjas. Uh, I definitely <laughs> right. don't enjoy this anti club propaganda bullshit that they're doing. Yeah. I guess I, I guess that preface didn't help at all. I just. Thought- <laughs> in fact
2: yo that <laughs> preface might have hurt you yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know he be I trying to get harder. me to work
1: but uh,
0: yo they suck right now though
1: <laughs> i mean you know uh, I, love, go season, I like man. cameron grimes right now i like keith lee i love i keith love Lee's keith dope. lee um yeah. nxt's been dope um smackdown's hit and miss raw has not been very good to me at all lately um it's been kind of like bad television you know that, that it's been reminding of that WCW 2000s with just like this is just I mean I tried to tune in on Monday and there was just some lady from the Bachelor in Paradise and, and a match <laughs> got ran through by three ninjas and I was just like you know what I could be watching the playoffs <laughs> 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 right yeah i
0: feel but it ebbs and flows i'm
1: sure they'll get it it back together i like bruce pritcher he's a cool guy um and then of course in the biggest thing right now is that we got options the fact that there's AEW, there's impact there's new japan to watch like Mm -hmm. there's something good if you're not having a good time with raw smackdown there's something you know there's other things to watch i'm really really into AEW right now and yeah i'm glad new japan is back because i love watching um and I love GCW Game Changer Wrestling. That's oh, my shit. shit right now. Shit. That's okay. my shit. You're the first person I ever heard here say that shit. I love that. <laughs> oh, I love Game Changer Wrestling. I've been to several events. Uh, Ricky Shane Page is a friend of mine, even though he's a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> Nick <laughs> Gage, I love. You know, I, I love. I love that. Um, out Outlaw style. I love the people who are just that ECW style, doing it on their own. Joey Janela's a cool dude. Um, and they've let me commentate on a match. They got me I mean, one of my dreams. I did the commentary for a match with Mance Warner and Jerry the King Lawler. Ooh, uh, and so, cool. I mean, you know, yeah, as a wrestling fan and a comedy fan, you know, grew up off that Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler stuff. That was a dream come true for me, even though we all know, you know, what Jerry has done. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry. Yeah,
0: yeah Jerry the King. Jerry the King, uh... You know, I'm sure it was dope to do it, you know, you know, off the off the television ways, But he his time should be winding down on TV. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, concur. yeah. I concur with that. Yeah. Well, dope, man. Well, yo, man, this has been um, this has been dope. This has been fun. Yeah, I'm loving man. I'm loving the shit you're doing, bro. I uh, especially the game show. Nice one. Uh, we didn't even talk about the pod, but we got to have you back. We got to chop it up a little bit more. If you ever are willing oh, to see the yours, yeah. bro yeah man
1: absolutely man i just like talking with you guys it's always good to talk with people who who know comedy and love comedy like i do and it's it's clear that you guys do and so um and man i wish i got to talk to you when i did that that show with fred savage man because i would oh, like to chop it up with you now nah, but now I was, now I we was, gotta stay connected oh yeah
2: absolutely no i was you know Cause that was the last episode We were running around Doing a whole bunch yeah. of crazy stuff and, Nah but I remember being I, like Ah oh, shit Ron Funches is here I want to talk to him so bad But like yeah nah That was
1: I just remember again, walking in And going like and Cause I got the gist of it But then when I got there I go okay so the show's not real Right And then that, yeah. this, this is the thing <laughs> And I was well, like, okay, so so no second season on this, right? <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Let I mean, me tell
1: you. Every day Edgar came to the pod. He was and I was like,
0: yo, man. So you know what's happening with the second season? He was like, I'm looking for another job, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just remember reading it about it, and I was like, they greenlit this. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Fred. I'm not trying to diss at all, but it was clear, like, oh, they got a new president, and they—that <laughs> 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 was
4: right you know, around like, the time
0: when they bought Tim Allen on the Fox, and they were just yeah, like Let's go we, ahead, and, we were we trying going to, to get we these Gen Xers we and Boomers back. <laughs> okay, look, look, look.
2: But I, I just think if we had had an audience of actors instead of a real audience, it works. I think like that's truly the difference. Like, if you like have everybody in on the joke it on works board, but to yeah. like yeah but to like like you said like you're saying you showed up and you're like wait what's happening like you know what i mean like i feel like there are people who showed like there are real celebrities who showed up expecting to talk about their movies and then realized that it was a fake show and it's like you yeah. gotta like how bang bang did it you gotta just yeah you gotta just yeah. like, you know
1: but that's listen. i mean to me that's the coolest uh the fact that that show even got to exist was that like yeah it like most networks most things, you know it probably was a mistake but like how cool was it that you this weird ass show about a show that doesn't exist they they got it to air that's cool yeah. fucked to me it was, I it loved was super dope, man. and yeah. it was silly and I had a blast so like you know I didn't I didn't I, ne- I wasn't trying obviously I wasn't just you know I'm not hating on it. I thought you guys oh, did great work I not was just saying like when the general idea I was like that don't make sense <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it,
2: it didn't did it, it like, I, I knew it wasn't going to hit when my mom was just like, I don't understand why you took that job. I'm like, that's my first TV job. That's my first TV job, and she's not even happy.
4: Are you
0: sure you don't want to go into Bible studies, son?
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, but you got your foot in the door, man, and you, you yeah, headed man. upward. You headed upward. Hell Thanks, yeah. man. Well, hey, man. Thank uh, yo, you so man, much, bro.
0: I want to give you the space to just say anything you want to say, promote anything you want to promote. Yes. Tell us what you, what we need to know, man. Floor is yours, my man. I
1: uh, appreciate it. You know I mean? If you just mess with me, it's RonFunches.com for all my things. Uh, September 5th, I'm really excited about this live stream event I'm doing in front of a live audience of 10 people, safe and socially distanced. But then live stream out on YouTube for the whole world to see. September 5th, you can get tickets for that at RonFunches.com. They are only $10, which if you know my credits is like, what the fuck? That's a hell of a deal. Uh, but other than that, um, I have a show called Hoops coming out on netflix august yes.
2: 21st let's go i'm so hyped for that i'm sorry it looks i'm so good. hyped for that looks good, it looks, good. That show. Looks,
1: good. It looks crazy Tasha Legero, rob riggle jake johnson i'm also in a movie uh called the one and only ivan that'll be out on disney plus the yes. same day it is basically my version of when pharrell put out happy and move that dope in the same week <laughs> 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 And I'm so glad I got to deliver that joke to an audience that will understand it.
4: <laughs>
2: oh man, I apologize. While you were promoting your things, I uh, I I I started looking at my phone because my phone kept blowing up, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" I thought somebody died. The Bucks lost to the Orlando Magic, which is the most insane thing I've ever
4: heard. Oh, bro, I was going
1: to interrupt the audience. I'm watching it on my <laughs> d- iPad. And
4: off to the left. So- <laughs> you guys were talking about something and
1: I was like holy shit
0: shit. (laughs) yo honestly the whenever Culture Kings gets breaking news is the best. We had you remember Edgar? We got that breaking news when Roseanne got canceled. Yep. In the middle of our show, and we just yeah. stopped the episode and talked about that for the rest of the thirty minutes.
2: <laughs> which didn't make which did, that has never made sense for our podcast because it's not released daily. It's always released three <laughs> weeks later. So I was like
0: breaking news. And Everyone's like, Yeah, we fucking know. We, we fucking know, know. We know. We know. Shit. Oh man, give it up for Ron Funches, everybody. Thanks for rolling yeah. on, bro call Wow, wow, wow. Ron Funches. What a great guy. What a great episode. I love that.
2: What a funny guy. What a nice guy. It's very rare that you find both in the same package. So happy for him.
0: You know what? His life, his wife, his kid. I'm so happy for him. He's doing dope shit. Let's get to Queen of the Week. <laughs> My queen of the week is Obama's of the Daughters. They are comprised of four black women. That is a comedy troupe here in Los Angeles. They have a show on Comedy Central and they have a new podcast called You Down, which is produced by Shonda Land. Damn, who's your queen of the week, Edgar?
2: My queen of the week is Kalichi Okafor. She is a activist, actor, multi-award winning baby girl and podcaster. She is... Amazing, she is funny. One of her videos was sent to me by my great friend Tatiana Dominique, in which she talks about why violence isn't the answer, but actually, it is. It's so great. Watch it on her Instagram. Lover Kalichi Okafor.
0: Wow, mad does not appreciate black joy.
2: Mad hates black happiness in any form. Follow Jaquise sneal at Jaquise Steele on all social
0: media. Edgar Montpoer uh, at Edgar Montpoliser on Twitter off on the gram at culture Kings Pod we got bonus content the kingdom use the free code the King or what's the code I don't know the code what's the code again Kings 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 but- thank you
2: Yep, and uh, uh, make sure that you are on the lookout for Jakees' wedding, a very special episode of Jakees' wedding. We also have the beautiful, 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 beautiful Secret Hill Church happening. So be on the lookout for those amazing premium content and all the other content we have already out there. The promo code is KINGS.
0: Bye.